Welcome back, everybody, to the refresh point. My name's Ben, and as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Steve. How's it going? Uh, you know, we're right in the middle of those uh, dog days of summer, getting beat down by work, getting uh, beat down by the weather, but we're getting, uh, we're on the ramp to the hype train because competitive season is approaching fast. It's approaching rapidly. And uh, today, today, we're putting on some aprons and we're getting inside the kitchen. Not to cook some good food, although we're both, you know, I, I would say we're both great appreciators of good food, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're big fans of real tasty food here, but we're also good fans of tasty decks. And so today, We'll be in the kitchen a little bit, cooking up a storm of supposedly anti-meta, which is very funny to me because we definitely said in an earlier episode that like this meta is so diverse that like it would be such a pain to even try and make something that answered literally everything. And so for fun and for profit, here we are. We're going to try, and <laughs> I don't think we're going to be satisfied with checking off every box that exists in the meta, but what I will say is hopefully by the end of it, we've managed to put together the right set of ingredients to produce something that may not be the greatest, but it certainly has the distinct flavor of anti-meta. And so, for today, go ahead, shuffle your decks tap or cut let's get right into the refresh point with some breaking news we got houston Woo! yeah yeah Good. that's what i like to see um we're on some copium on some hopium you know i at a shop challenge earlier that spoilers i won but uh at a shop challenge in, earlier in austin uh, I was telling somebody that was still hoping for Houston that, man, you got something stronger than Copium, and I want it. Like, <laughs> you know, but he was right, and we do have Houston. What's great about it is that <laughs> they waited until I'd lost all hope. <laughs> yeah. And then they came in hot with the next regional where they're like, what a generous god I am. <laughs> What a generous guy. Not only that, uh, we also got um, the dates. Yep. Weiss on Sunday. Weiss on Sunday still. You don't have to change any flights that you may have purchased, you know. If they were changeable, which, I mean, <laughs> mine weren't, so thank God for that. <laughs> uh, and right now, you, I, and everybody else... If you're really going at it, and maybe just because it's the only local you're going to go to anyway, are going to shop challenges. We're all fighting for them buy cards. <laughs> yeah. We're I all mean, having a go at it. I, I don't think buy cards are essential to winning regionals. No, absolutely not. It certainly doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it. We got Hololive 2. We, we talked about it last episode of our our double 
episode banger or rager. Of, yeah, uh, thanks to uh, the timeliness of both Gen Con and uh, Ben taking a trip, um, we had to uh, really fight hard to record at certain points. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we got it done. We got it done. Should be back on the regular schedule for the rest of the year, barring anything unforeseen. You know, but life happens. It does. <laughs> And um, are there? What are the relevant incoming sets? This is something that I actually I meant to look at it, but for is Ari Ferretta real at all? And that's November, though, right? It's not. It's yeah. it's not anytime soon. And hmm. is it real? Is an opinion. Um, yeah. But I think the consensus from Japan is that it wasn't very good on release. I have faced it once. Um, at Gen Con, somebody was playing it. Oh, fun. And uh, what I will say is they suffer from uh, a problem that several other sets have had, which is a distinct case of keyword fuckery. Ah. Where they have a lot of really annoying keyword problems. They have some really powerful cards gated behind some really obnoxious keyword dilemmas. So... Um, I never take Japan's word for it when it's with regards to what's going to be good in the meta just because their meta is so different from ours that and I don't I think they also struggle to explore the meta in a in a way that I find satisfactory mm-hmm. but pretty much the only thing that's left on the menu um Nazarek we have uh or Overlord if you prefer to call it that um that's coming out uh, pretty soon, and will be legal for nearly every regional. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's just, I think it's I think just, it's just one. legal for every regional. I think there might be Cause one that's because yeah. Chicago. It's legal for is... Chicago, but I think there's one right before. I no, think there's one on the weekend of release. It's in Canada. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that so, one's that yeah. one's yeah. Good. That one is gonna be right right as rain. Just all. You know, Gura and Gura-related accessories. Yeah, you know? it's just... It's going to be 50% Gura and 25% Sword Art. So, like, uh, yeah. good, good luck to whoever's going into that. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah. After Nazarek, I think the only other thing that's meta-relevant is uh, Azer Lane, which should be coming in at the end of October. Yeah. So, that'll be not legal, actually, for Houston. It'll be for the December regionals. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, uh, California, uh huh, yeah, or Mexico City. I don't remember. There's a, there's a Mexico few. City is halfway through November, so yeah, yeah, yeah. should be legal for Mexico. So City. there'll be a few that yeah, have to yeah. deal with the uh, yeah. Both we stuff. don't know. I thought we knew, but I guess we don't know Chainsaw Man. And my guess is it's not this year. <laughs> Uh, We're running judging, out of release dates. Yeah, judging for from the release dates, they already said Strive was Adventure Time. Or sorry, why did I say Adventure Time? It was a uh, holiday time, holiday season. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing. Um, and they said it would be by the end of the year. So that's like a December date. Yeah, I think the Spy is next year. Spy is guaranteed it's January. Like, uh, January. Yeah. I think they already announced the date. I don't. Yeah. I don't remember what it is. But um, pretty sure we don't have a whole lot else coming out uh, before most of the regionals are figured out. Now, what I will say is um, Worlds is, you know, um, 
who knows? Worlds is always gonna be a, a wild situation based on what comes out between now and when the, or between the end of the season when Worlds develops, or you know, when they announce the date. Mm-hmm. Um, the Worlds meta is a great skill tester for the people who make it because you are not gonna have any proving before Worlds. Yeah. So if you get a good read on the meta, and you know exactly what to do, then it's gonna you're gonna do well. And it will so, be interesting. Yeah. What? So we got obviously, it, and there's a lot of wrenches too because though even though Chainsaw Man is doing well yeah. in Japan, and that's something you might look at, and Spy will come out in January, and Licorice Recoil will come out sometime. I think it's earlier than Spy. I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't remember the date. I don't um, either. But Guilty Gear will definitely be the the biggest kind of wrench. Yeah, in, I mean, in deliberation. You can take well. two. You could take two mental approaches to that, I suppose. I guess if it was good. Historically, I yeah. think the um, the the data will tell you that first sets of English only releases have not been what we would call peak meta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have fringe meta, near yeah. meta, almost meta. Right. And eventually meta after we release another set. Yes. But yeah. uh, meta on the first set is Has it happened? not common. Think. Not common. Not common. No. Has it happened? I think I would argue Adventure Time on release was probably meta rel- pretty pretty close to the top. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, rapidly, there was a rapid fall off. You think do you think Meliodas on release was meta I mean relevant? it was it was meta relevant. I don't think it was top of the meta, but sure, it, was, sure. it was close. I think defensive focus end games have always been a questionable thing, especially fair, in the English fair. meta. Mm-hmm. Japan loves defensive end games, but I think the development of the game in the last few years has angled away from them. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's fair enough. So we'll see. Maybe we can far slash with the best of them. Or maybe we will far slash with the rest of them. And we'll find out. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk into the Spike Corner for a quick second. Because we had a shop challenge. Well, we've had a few shop challenges now. Uh, I won the most recent shop challenge that we both went to in Austin. In very nebulous circumstances. Because I had, the day before, flown back from Vietnam. And let me tell you, if you've never gone on an international flight and never gone on 18 straight hours of flight into resetting from a 12 hour difference time zone, that's not the best mental or physical state to be in uh, for playing optimal card games. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, let me just tell you. Uh, we have a mutual acquaintance um, that plays in our community, and he and I have known each other for a very long time. And we used to play other card games. Yeah. And so, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. So, this guy, the the building, the the real proving and testing when we used to play L5R together, it didn't start until the night before. It didn't even start. That was when the building began. 
This man is a legitimate lunatic. <laughs> he would stay up until like four in the morning building uh, and testing the night before. Man. Like he had the general idea, but the actual cooking was right, right before the event. And then like, <laughs> like no sleep whatsoever followed by tournament uh, victory. And yeah. so like, I'm convinced now that the worse you are physically and mentally, the stronger you become somehow. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I give up trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. But and congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but on a quick note, it's very funny, like, uh, whenever, even at the regionals before, and even at this shop challenge now, um, maybe there is something to that, because uh, even though I try to ignore it, like, the nerves always come. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was so tired, like, I was just like, this seems like, uh, a play. Uh, Alright, <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> yeah. And it all just kept, you know, coming up Millhouse. <laughs> I think that- On that day. I think that when you, um, when you're intimately familiar with the thing that you're playing, um, I think some people would tell you this too, is it kind of plays itself. Where, like, you're not- thinking consciously at all points because you're making the same plays that you've made like a hundred times and that's kind of the goal is you want to free your brain from as much as possible the reason you test the reason you test relentlessly with the same deck is that so you don't have to think and the thing you can think about is your opponent's deck what he wants what he's doing the state of the actual match you're in the specifics of that game. Not like, how many cards do I need to do this? What is my stock need to be at? What power threshold? You memorize all that shit. You don't think about it at all. And it doesn't even enter your brain. You're like, oh, what am I facing? Okay, these are the plays I need to make. These are the power thresholds I need. This is the resources I need at the end game. And you never once consider them because you've already considered them so many times. Your brain's like, I already got this. So you can start concentrating on the little details that change every single match. What's my dex data? What's their dex data? How many climaxes are where? Where are they located? Like stuff like that. And Weiss is kind of a mental game in the sense that like, if you get distracted during the game and you lose focus, you'll forget stuff that's match important. Did right. I just trigger a climax? How deep is it? Do I need to pay it out? Do I have enough resources? Like, the more you get distracted during a game and the more you can't focus during a game, the harder it is to play Weiss really well. And I think that the more you can relieve your brain from the stress of playing a deck, then the better you're gonna be. And so I'm not surprised when people playing their decks they've been playing do well. That's, that's, that's not surprising to me. Yeah. It was, I, although I will say it was definitely, there were definitely questionable plays that you yourself witnessed. Sure. Everybody uh, makes mistakes. But it, you know, the I, I agree with the statement that the game desires drama. And that was a drama dramatic finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so just to, to lay it out, um, I was fighting... And funnily enough, we had played two friendlies before the tournament started. Yeah. Me and this Escanor player. And we fought each other in Swiss 
and then I and I went there. And so we met in finals, and I was like, here's round four of Escanor training. <laughs> yeah, I um, we uh, I lost to it in, in top eight, um, uh. partly because I made a questionable play that I doubt I'll ever make again, but partly because I just got beat. And uh, so I had a privilege of, of kind of watching the end state of the game that you guys were playing. And I will say that at least on the last turn of the game, um, it was played as well as it could be played and it just didn't work out. I think that's an yeah. important idea that you have to get used to if you want to be successful in card games long-term is that you can make all the right moves and still not win. Like, yeah. you have to make peace with that and you have to acknowledge that that is a state that is going to come up frequently where you did what you needed to do and it didn't work. And it wasn't because you misplayed, it was because it didn't work. And that's part of the game, unfortunately, is the variance part that says that it didn't work is part of it. And you have to do everything you can to ease your mental into that. Because the other part of it, that's the, the flip side of that coin, mm -hmm. is that it's almost impossible to play an entire game perfectly and Frequently, the reason you lost and the reason that I lost in top eight was because you made a questionable decision that did not go well. And so you need to acknowledge your role in your defeats, but you also need to acknowledge that some defeats will come no matter what you do. And if you constantly torture yourself with the idea that you could have made a play that changed that could have changed the outcome, you're going to be permanently unhappy and dissatisfied playing games because games all of them except for chess and possibly go have high they all have some element that you that's out of your control is high variance and even in chess and in go the variance becomes you are you tired are you hungry are you thirsty are you upset from something else like is a did you have stress at work or whatever you're the variance mm -hmm. and so all games have variance you have to you have to try and make peace with that and otherwise it's going to be very difficult for you to sustain a long-term competitive career because you're going to get tilted and you're going to burn out so i've spent my entire life fighting this it's been 20 years and it'll be 20 more but it's important to vocalize it so that you yourself can hear it hear yourself saying it so that in the future when you feel those feelings you're like remember what you said about the thing about how this is part of the game yeah you're not exempt so mm -hmm. yeah keep if, if you struggle with tilt uh, keep struggling king i support you <laughs> or absolutely queen. Yeah, absolutely uh and so just a final note um if you're an escanor player and you're fighting a slime player uh i think you do have to be ready for the board state that slime puts together that says what if I had a full hexproof board and you can't do anything about it? Uh, but I just like on a site because that that was the end and what is it? That was the end state of that game was that yeah. uh, the Escanor player happened to basically only have the resources to double Escanor and, uh, and not like potentially triple and like side all three times. Yeah. There, you uh, needed too much damage. There was too much of a damage lead. Yeah. And so, like, I got severely lucky 
because um, uh, I was able to rip the memory punch on the first Escanor. Yeah. And then the last Escanor triggered, uh, over-triggered, and I was able to cancel on the last point of damage of that attack. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the game desires trauma. It, it does. It, it, it fishes for it, it feeds from it, and, you know. I've always said it. <laughs> and it, the more I play, the more it's true. Yeah, is the that more it's true. There is no game that desires drama like Weiss. So, hopefully, um, if you're new to competitive play or if you're new to competitive games uh, or competitive card games, um, those feelings that that are that you get when you play competitively, they're never going to go away ever, ever, ever. You could play for a million zillion hours and you will still feel, as long as you care about winning, you will still feel them. So it's important that you learn to deal with them, acknowledge that they're happening, and um, try to do your best to um, stay in the game and stay concentrated. Um, so yeah, I mean, great job. This yeah, is uh, this is your first competitive card game, right? Yeah, it so, sure is. I mean, what what more could you ask for? It's only taken you uh, how many years? You know, I guess I've been playing for. Like, did you start pre-COVID? No, I started, I guess, kind of like... Mid-COVID? Right, yeah, mid-slash-after. I mean, it's almost three years, man. Yeah, man. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I started by playing a Batman Ninja list and just trying to make it better for a whole year. Well, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see who gets to the next regional victory first, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not gambling on me, so... <laughs> Good luck. Well, you know, maybe, Steve, because in order to try to get either of us to the next regional win, both of us have gone into the kitchen. Yeah. It's time to put on the aprons and cook a little bit, as we've mentioned. Sure. And, you know, if we like the results of what we produced today, and even after this episode, and further, you know, simmering and whatnot, we might be breaking this out at the next regional and maybe it will be you or i <laughs> yeah so, so yeah so let's talk about it um you came up with a list of requirements that i agree with in that here's what we got especially for september in particular uh because you know maybe uh what is it Ari Ferretta or azer azure lane yeah maybe that makes a certain splash that matters but here is the the important upcoming shtick. Sal, Overlord, Slime, Hololive. These are going to be our mainstay components of the meta. Yeah, and yeah. I would say that if you go to a Weiss regional, these are going to be 60%, 70% of all decks are going to be these four. Now then, will there be other decks? Yes. Of course. It's a relatively small card game. The chances that you see a rogue deck in early rounds are high. I think it's also an important thing to remember is unlike Magic and unlike Yu-Gi-Oh! and unlike other sets, other card games that are competitive, unlike Flesh and Blood, people play Weiss with their heart and not their head. And so just because a deck isn't at the top of the meta does not mean that it's not going to get played. You better be ready to fight the Batman Ninja, you know, or ready to fight anything, 
Then no. anybody wants to play. Yeah. You want to yeah. be sure. You want to try and memorize everything that could be played. Realistically, not possible. Try to concentrate on the stuff you think you'll see. And if a rogue thing comes along, then it, it kind of is what it is. The scariest set, in my opinion, Bang Dream. It's a 10 quadrillion cards. And there's oh, yeah. no possible way you'll know what they're playing. Oh, yeah. You'll have an idea. Maybe. Where you're like, okay, I can see. I've seen these climax combos before. And then you're like, oh, what does that do? <laughs> and they got a bunch of weird zeros yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a terror yeah. deck. I hate seeing it. Whenever somebody flips it over, I'm like, Ugh, now what? You know, it's funny. I, I did face a Bang Dream deck at the shop challenge. And I ripped like two. I ripped off two Murin combos before like thinking, oh, God. Is it buns time? <laughs> Am I going to get buns for luck? And then I looked at Cross, and it was a blue-green deck. And I was like, nope! <laughs> and then I comboed a third time. <laughs> well, what I will say is that they uh, they have a brainstorm that makes it where they can play events without color. But fair enough. Uh, but I didn't see it. Anyway, and I didn't see it. We skated. So, so all right. So let's talk about what we need here. What well, do we, let, yeah. Right. What, what do we? What need? are our anti-meta requirements? All right. So we have some power requirements first off. Right. Uh -huh. We all. Alice has been around for long enough, guys. We know what we need to beat over Alice. And you can or and you can either beat over Alice. Yeah. Or have a game plan resilient enough that you can get get over it at two. Right. So we need to either mitigate the damage from Alice, or we need to beat over. And it's okay if they counter as long as we didn't have to pay. If we have to pay and then we get beat by the counter, that's... That sucks. That's bad. We don't want that. So, 11k, that's the magic number. That is Alice on defense with no counters. So, if we can't reach 11k, we, we're not interested at all. So, we need 11k. And preferably, multi-lane. We need multi-lane 11k. Yeah. Second, we have the slime board at two feet Murin. All right, so 12.5. Yeah, that's the number 12.5 and it's hexproof, which means no shenanigans, no death gun, no messing with their power. You have to assume that they're gonna have the full package sitting in front of you. It's possible, it's possible that they could misplay. We don't count on that. We don't count on misplays. We don't count on unluck. We don't count on misplays. No, we assume our opponent is in the best possible situation. Which is 12.5. All three lanes. All three lanes. All right, so. All right. Beyond that, we need to think about what these decks want to have happen in the meta. So when we talk about Hall of Life, when we talk about Sword Art, we talk about Overlord. We talk about Slime. These are the type of decks that are pushing consistent damage throughout the game. They're either pushing damage because they're forcing you to clear lanes out and then they're hitting for value. So in the case of Slime, in the case of Sao, um, they have big dudes that will clear the lane out. And when you can't get over, they will be hitting for three. And so, especially in deck one, super spooky. So at any point, still spooky. Yeah. And Hollow Life, Soul Trigger Supreme. It's literally a Soul Trigger on every attack. You might as well assume that every card's a Soul Trigger at this point. So you're going to get hit with three all the time, frequently two, and 
pretty often three. So lots of damage. Overlord, not a great damage pushing until two, but still the bar trigger um, produces more slammed climaxes than any trigger in the game. So we know they have bar. Um, they they do have a game plan at two that is probably likely to cause some lane clearage. Yeah. So one thing that all these decks have in common, and I feel like this is going to be the most important salient idea in this whole cooking we'll call this the onion or perhaps the oil the uh, thing that uh, is going to be the most important ingredient to this we need to be able to deal with these big fat fields because every one of these decks is a field deck they either put something in the back row so they can stash it for later some kind of value piece like hollow lives three two girl or overlords back row um enablers um or sao's giant alices or T or slimes giant murins you know with the hex proof and with everything we need a way to break that shit up and it has to happen before we get to the end of the game because we can't be waiting too long because let's get that shit out of here if the dim if the damage swing goes the wrong way and you can't deal with it until three then it's possible you can die before you could ever deal with it so we have a whole bunch of field decks and so we ourselves want to resist field removal Got so it. we need to be big enough or we need to be resilient enough of some in some way to where we can consistently fight for the board and so we don't want to be we don't want to be running it in we don't want to have to deal with getting overpowered frequently we need to be able to contest the board yep uh third thing it would be nice if we could mitigate burn ones Turns out Overlord and Hollow Lives finishers both doing a lot of burn one. Um, it would be good. It would be nice to have. And, uh, you know, any any burn mitigation in general would be nice to have. Mm -hmm. uh, it would be nice to have if we could um, force our opponent to reshuffle at inappropriate times. So Fumio or um, any way to get cards from the waiting room into the deck. The reason I mention... Um, some of these decks, like Overlord, like Hall Alive, um, are very interested in the waiting room and what's in it. Mm -hmm. um, particularly Overlord uh, needs their event to be in the right situation so that they can get it as markers. If they screw that up, then the whole game's done. Um, freezing the back row. Yeah. So freezing the back row is very, very important to beating Hall Alive. It doesn't really affect any of these other decks. Um, they're going to be just fine. But... Hall Live really, really wants to put stuff in the back row and hit you with it later. And specifically... Gura. Right. These things, right? So it's a standby deck. It's a classic standby deck where it's like we have these really good value pieces and then we have a whole bunch of trash. And so a lot of times they'll just ram the trash into you because they know that the value is coming from the back row later. And if What we, if it never comes? Yes, correct. If we can hang it back there and get it stuck then it forces them to make plays they don't want to make. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of beating um, decks that have a plan. So Escanor and um, and Hall Alive are, are decks I like to call decks with a plan, where they mostly ignore the field and are concentrated on hitting specific resource breakpoints, where it's like, I need these things on the board with this amount of money and this amount of hand, and I'm going to win every single time if I do. And... You know, Escanor was the classic one of these sort of decks. Um, Iski kind of feels like that sort of deck. And and um, Gura is absolutely that sort of deck. Where it literally doesn't care about lanes, power, 
uh, or anything except for hitting the right resource breakpoints to get triple Gura and setting it all up and then blowing you out. So we need a way to do as much as we can to screw that up. And obviously, lastly, we need this deck to not be shit. Yes. It, it can't, and and not to say that somehow, I, I think it'd be a greater task to make a deck that beat all of these, but was also shit into most other things. But we would like that to not be the case. Yeah, so we can't go too far back in the meta. Uh, like, it, I started brainstorming this, uh, you know, when we thought about the idea, and I was like, oh, yeah, GGO. They got, like, a back row support that makes where you can't burn one sometimes. Okay, but, like, we need to be able but to win. But we have to get the game into a state where we can win. <laughs> like, all of the combos of GGO are reverse combos. Yes. And none of them could beat Alice. Yeah. So we need to be able to win. <laughs> so yeah, we can't dig too deep into the dumpster because uh, we will quickly find ourselves in a situation where we're never hitting the power numbers we need to hit. And even if we get cool stuff like you can't play events or you can't move or you can't burn or whatever, we're, we're grabbing like we're checking one of these boxes, but like we're sacrificing a lot of the other boxes to do it. That's yeah. not going to be the recipe for success. So yeah. we can't have five onions in the sauce. So we got to balance the ingredients. That's that's the most important thing yeah. here. Some uh, what is it? I guess some uh, so, some honorable mention ideas that I, I ran through uh, after you, you even mentioned. So GGO for fun. Yeah. There's a 2-1 that mills the opponent at their attack step. If it's a, a 1 or a higher, or is it a 0? Uh, either way, it's a coin flip. But if you win the coin flip, you get no burn ones. Lol. Yeah. Uh, Re-Zero has like an old... No burn no ones. Burn, yeah, no burn ones. Yeah. It's, it's also Re-Zero. Memory Snow. Yeah, yeah, memory, yeah, snow. yeah. yeah. memory Snow. It's also Memory Snow in the current meta, so, you know. I mean, maybe, but... Yeah. I mean, you just lose to Sword Art. I mean, you just <laughs> yeah. lose. Like, they'll just, they'll just break uh, you in yeah. half. So, that's not uh, gonna work. Yeah. Uh, um, what is it? There was... Uh, it's talking about fun, like, reshuffle stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mob has a, uh, not only a, a trait loss, uh, if you just want to be funny and yeah. kill Slime's power condition at one. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Quint's encore condition. Yeah. It's a, it's a trait loss on a zero stock swap. And Takayaki, which lets you refresh both you and and your opponent. Honestly, if that card, if Takoyaki was in a set that was relevant, it would get played. But unfortunately, Mob Psycho has no real one combo and no real finisher. So... I guess, yeah. like, you have the yellow combo, which isn't yeah. awful, but I don't know how it stays on the board against Alice. Um... Because you get yeah. bounced back, but you need to be winning first, so better hope you hit or one you first. Or you yeah. You better hope you hit one first, or you have to side. Siding for zero sounds awesome. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. win. Yeah. Yeah. I think. No, it's choice. Is it? We're going to play eight choice in that idea. Yuck. Or you can play standby... I would rather play pants so I could at least double attack. Pants, both reverse combos? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's funny. 
You could. It's not great. It's, it's not think great. about it. Yeah. But no, it's not not great. It feels like, it feels like what we need is um, obviously we need dramatic power. There's so, so many things. So is, is um, the thing. Don, and, yeah. Don Machi has dramatic power. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, yeah. Don so, Machi does have the dramatic power. They have the it power. It has the freeze. Yeah, they've got the power they need to beat over Alice and Slime. And they have the freeze on a very useful character that they definitely are going to run four of. Yeah. So good fucking luck ever getting anything out from the back row. And they also have um, like a relatively cheap stock swap or stock shuffle like the fair stock swap yeah yeah um so they've got some tools to fight compression um they've got some anti they've got some reverse denial you know you've got that zero that like forces two uh characters back into your hand mm -hmm. um by clocking yourself that card's really good um part of what makes hall live possible at this point is that ame is generating like unholy amounts of resources and if you can deny ame denying ame is a big deal it hurts their stock generation a lot the biggest two weaknesses they have are stock generation and deck speed that's the two things they suck at and so if you can rob them even further of those resources then um it makes their end game really hard to execute so um, I like Don Machi in the meta. Um, does good against, does pretty good against Sword Art. Does pretty good against uh, Hall Live. Does pretty good against Slime. Um, does it ever beat Overlord? I don't know. It feels like they can't get on the board very well against Overlord. Normally, they would use Eyes to answer like fat stuff at at level two, but um, you can't reverse that thing. So you can't reverse Ains. Yeah. And they have no back row access. Do they have an anti-early? I'm sure they have anti-early, yeah, but yeah. like, but, you know, they don't have good ways to force it off the board. And yeah, yeah. Um, they don't have, it's Does a deck that's also yeah. like pretty tough to play in terms of um, torch decks are always a, a bit more challenging and high variance than other decks. They yeah, rely on, yeah. you, if you can main phase all your torches, great, great. Like, or if you're torching just because you know the deck's empty, that's great too. But gambling on torches is how you kind of lose with those sort of decks. Mm. It also has pants as one of its triggers and it does a shit ton of raw drawing. So like it raw draws two extra cards pretty much every single turn. And that alone should draw you into more climaxes, an unnatural amount, uh, more than most decks. Uh -huh. So. I like Don Maji as my as my second tier choice for anti-meta. Like yes. checks a lot of boxes in terms of power, finishing, uh it's got freezing, it's not bad against the other decks in the meta. Like this is a deck that I I'm not comfortable facing. I would not want to face this. It doesn't sound as a person who's gonna be playing Alice for at least a little while in the in the tournament cycle, I I'm not interested in facing Don Machi. Don Machi is scary. Yeah. Uh, and last honorable mention, uh, because obviously I'm obsessed. I looked at Bofri. I looked. <laughs> I, I I was like, you know, it has a downgrade on a 1-0. It has a memory anti-early counter, which is like pretty salient. Yeah. You know, 
Cause Gura will tend to just pay for the Gura if it's if it's bad enough. Oh if sure. If you kill it. Oh sure. You know, uh, unless they have one to jam in its spot. Yeah, yeah and like Ains, you know, if you manage to get that, they'll still you know pay to keep it. But I mean, pay one, ditch two to send that shit to the Shadow Realm is. You know, there are very few anti-early to memory counters. I'll say. Yeah, uh, and we also have a freeze, which is funny, uh, and it's a very generic one of just can't move to another position on stage, but it's just on a shit zero that does nothing else. It's got a power uh, benefit, but it gets a the it gets a demerit when it gets reversed. It goes to the bottom of the deck, but yeah. it, it trades that for a thousand power. Yeah, so it's and... kind of fine. It's kind of fine. Yeah. Uh, you have a 2-6 combo that's just like... Fine. Fine. Doesn't beat Alice. No. And then you... And then the funny idea was to just jam this turtle in and just fight. Just fucking fist fight at level 2. So, yeah. So, Syrup is uh, hexproof. It's hexproof. And it's level 3. level 3. Uh, on attack, gain 1k for every other guy, and we have this level 3 assist that grabs syrup and has the stand mechanic. Nice. You know, we love the stand mechanic. But actually, because we're able to, because we're 2 sigs a lot, and yeah. like we might have some shit in our hand that we yeah. don't want to play, we can make that a turtle. Yeah. Uh, and then this uh, this early play healer instead of the four or more. Sure, is, we get a yeah. Is, yeah you is get, it need the level one? It needs a level zero in clock, which is you know annoying as piss. But you get to be an eleven k base, and it heals a character to bottom deck. It's fine. It's, it's like a regular card. Yeah, it's just strict, strictly regular. But having it, to like, play green in this set keeps feels, the power. Feels yeah. gross. Yeah, um, definitely. Because green is by far the most scuffed color. Oh yeah. But um, there's some things to like here. And uh, then we're playing eight pants. Yep. Uh, and that is the part that I feel the most shit about yep. because all of the finishers are. Not great in some way, shape, or form, and this one's not great because it's just icy four. Icy four for free, yeah. But like, and then it's, we get stock swap if we want, which we want. Yeah, probably. I guess, we, yeah, maybe if we hit three first. Yeah. Although I guess in this meta, you kind of have to hit three first or you're dead. So I feel fuck it. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> The other thing about Icy Tails is that, like... We have Icy Tail, we have Musashi, and we have a guy that gets out a level 3 for free at the end. And sure. gives it shot. Yay. So, you know what? Fuck it. So, this deck has a couple things that uh, it oh, does... Oh, and a pants support for early. We love pants. Yeah. So, this deck has got a couple things that it does that are pretty okay. Um, the biggest things that it doesn't do... Um, one, it just does not beat Alice consistently, even with downgrade. Um, downgrade is one of those things that's really good in multiples and really bad in singles because if you're if they get to Alice combo first, they'll just use the extra stock they they just lost to deny you by paying three, and then they know you have to run it in, and um, so that's not great. Uh, the other thing is um, not super sure this can win in the meta against the other stuff. I don't know what you do against Quince. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not... I don't think so either. It's it, not great. It's a deck 
that's there. But I think that um, it's worth building and playing because uh, if there's one thing that people don't do enough, and I'm sure I preach it a lot on this channel, mm -hmm. is please just build whatever your ideas are and play them. Just just build it. Just like, send it. What's the worst that could happen? You waste like a couple hours of your life being like, and you'll know immediately if it's too bad to continue. But you might be able to pull some useful ideas out of something where you're like, huh, this feels better than I thought it would. And so, so finally, the the biggest idea that we were tackling is Hololive. The answer to Hololive, it might just be Hololive. We're gonna send a maniac to catch a maniac. And so, <laughs> so I, All right. my my first thought when we had this idea was that we need to get the biggest fattest card pools possible. So that immediately reduced it down to three sets for me: Sao, Hololive and bang dream now uh, there is a bang dream build in here somewhere but by god i don't know the cards well enough and after three hours of my eyes going cross-eyed i was like uh let's let's try all alive I i'm a little more familiar with those cards and the, <laughs> the pool is like a third of the size oh, there's so god. many bang dream sets like it's just so many cards anyway Sword Art gets immediately disqualified because it has so much keyword fuckery that nothing works right. And so, like, here's the thing, though. If you're really committed to Sword Art and you don't want to play Alice, I promise you, you will win games. You will win games. Just play the Flucklight deck and then just put three Berkulis down at your opponent's endgame. Like, if you do that and they're level three, they literally can't win. They can't. All you need to do is be able to pay for three Berkulis and they cannot win. They will have to kill you with vanillas, which they can't do probably. So hopefully, yeah, or, ideally. Or if you, or you deserve to lose, you deserve to lose. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that will always be a deck forever until the end of time. So if you badly want to play Sao, but you also hate Alice for some irrational reason, then you can always play Berkuli. Best dad will never let you down. So you know. Telling them no is always a game plan. Yeah, there's literally no way to respond. Same thing with uh, Hierarchy, actually. Yeah, except that deck fails the old don't lose to the rest of the meta thing. Yeah, oh, <laughs> for us mere mortals, yes. Yeah. For, you know, I know you'll hear this, but for you, Doctor, you can do it. But for the rest of us mere mortals, we can't do that. No, no, <laughs> no God, no. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk oh, about Hall Alive, and um, we're we're gonna include a whole bunch of the classics, and we're also gonna talk about some new stuff. Um, Biggest new thing that we're breaking out to really slug with it's Suisse, baby. Yeah, from Boom! The, from the second I saw this combo, I knew that I would enjoy it and that it would be good in the meta at some point. It's fucking board shuffle time, bitches. And so if you're not familiar with the combo, it's on play, heal, and at the start of the attack step, if you have her pants climax, then you get to pick one of the following effects and perform it. You take all of your opponent's characters, you send them all to memory, and then you put them back onto the board um, wherever you want. And, or you can pay one and ditch one to burn too, if uh, their board sucks and you don't care. So we get the flexibility of having our finisher and our early play as the exact same card. What does that mean? That means we can free up a whole bunch of other slots to do some other cool stuff. It also means- Also, it's our early play healer and our end game healer. 
Ah! Yes. <laughs> so we don't need to play as much other stuff around this. This is going to be the card around which the entire deck You know, funnily pivots. enough, new Suisei means that we don't really have to play old Suisei. Correct. New Suisei <laughs> has replaced old Suisei, at least in this particular set of builds that we're going to try and, and, and cook up here. Yeah. So um, board shuffling, what does that mean? Uh, if you're playing Overlord, you instantly lose. You instantly lose. You're so there's if no... you especially if you comboed first. Yes. And now you've lost the markers. Yes. It's so it's more over than it already was. Yes. So you lose the whole board. You lose every marker you had. I promise your one ones are dead, and your three two. It's possible that it might be dead too. Um, it just depends on, on the situation. Yeah. But what I will say is that all of your cards will forget that they had anything cool happening to them. So it's very, very bad. If you're playing Minus Souls, you get insta-blown out. If you're playing any field deck, blown out. If you need markers, believe it or not, blown out. So, <laughs> like... You know, the funny thing is, um, I, I guess... If slime, if you if you sit across from it and you see the pants comma go to waiting room, if you're slime, you can technically prep for it by doing like, okay, let me try combo and just regrab my brainstormer and hexproof guy, yeah, and just figure it out. Figure it out next turn. Yeah, after everything's dead. Uh huh. Well, you're gonna have two guys alive, so that's the important part. There'll be two guys that are alive. They'll be in the back. Uh, and and, and what I'm saying is with slime, yeah. for the most part. You know, the option select is like, we kind of have to kill the hexproof, but even if we shuffle the board, like, the hexproof's still there. Yeah. So if we leave Murins in the front, yeah. they're 12 5. Right. If we put two of them in the back and just kill the front, yeah. but they were able to combo, yeah. then you still got Murins. Yeah, you can reset it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's not going to be unanswerable. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. answerable. But. But you're gonna have it's to answer funny. it yeah you're gonna have to answer it we're gonna make you it's gonna be pretty because funny. whatever your back row was is gone and if it, i can beat your front row after sending it all to memory that's gone too so whatever your three best cards are that i can remove i'm going to remove them and whatever the two worst cards are that i'm going to leave you with that's what you're going to have starting next turn and there's pretty low chance you'll be able to do anything about it so that's one of our combos. Now, we need a way... We got to facilitate this thing. And there's a lot of... It's Hollow Live people. Really? That's been... There's 10,000 level 1 combos. That's been the real big taste testing that we're doing yeah. before we've actually played with this idea. Yeah. Full I... disclosure, we have... We have not played any of these ideas at, e at even once. So we've just been cooking. Yes. Please yeah. do not think of this as authoritative with any sort of results behind it. This is it. the cooking session. Next episode, we'll have some, we can report. We're going to taste test it a little bit and yeah. then we'll adjust it with the salt or pepper that it needs. Uh -huh. But we need a way. We, we, we fulfilled some of our requirements, right? We, we've got enough level two power to beat over. Um, Muna. Right? We love Muna. Um, so we're going to use Muna at level one as our main Alice weapon. So Man, we could use Muna forever. Right. And <laughs> we kind of can, but, um, like really you should be able to beat over if you send all of their guys to memory and you get 2k on climax, like you really, that really should kind of deal the, the death blow to the, whatever the level two board is. Maybe it doesn't, if it doesn't, you can always jam Muna. But Muna is their level two slayer. Uh, it's 12k pretty much all the time. 
Um, 12k uh, easily meets our Alice barrier, and um, with the back row that we're going to attempt to employ... Matsuri. Yeah, we're gonna have Matsuri, and we're gonna have the the Suisei Changer probably is our two back row characters. Yeah, Suisei Changer gives two K whenever you play a climax. Matsuri gives fifteen hundred to any level one or higher card, so we can start to reach some really gross power levels now. We're talking fourteen five. 15k we're over the backups we're in this we're in space <laughs> like you're gonna get beat down on the board and yeah. so we have that but the thing about level two slayers is a lot of the times if you jam level two slayers we're gonna have a hard time producing enough value to keep our resources going so we need a way to make that happen we need a way to gain value and so the combo that I've chosen to work with this is the classic dog combo from set one. We're talking about the Corone 1-0. The Corone 1-0 is the classic on reverse giving combo. So on play, it gains power, not enough to matter, but a lot for other level ones. And then yep. we can pick a character, um, on attack, we can pick a character and we give it on reverse search. Hull Live, no matter what build you're playing, tends to be a little weak in the deck speed department. And so I find search to be a lot more valuable at level one than salvage. Because salvage um, and deck one is going to require you to you know get some decent stuff in there not that it won't happen between you know a combination of like damage and so forth but it'll get there eventually so i think that the corona combo is the combo i prefer now if we have if they do double alice which they frequently do double alice um then maybe we can get one corona combo in there to keep the value going and while we're winning in all three lanes so that would be uh, a thing we could do. The other thing is that if they get triple Alice, you know, we might be able to respond with triple Muna, but realistically, as long as we're winning some of the lanes, as long as we're forcing them to make some plays, then I think we're doing good in that space. Um, the other level one that I decided to toss in here, and I think you could go with a lot of choices here, and or you could just jam more zeros. There's a there's a crony JC that I badly wanted um, that we kind of left on the table a little bit. Because you kind of left it on the table. I I would definitely find a way to jam it in this thing. Yeah, because I, it lets yeah. you re-moon of them, which is like pretty nice. Yeah. I went with the Aqua because one. Um, it's a very cute art of a aqua wrapper, <laughs> which I am weak to. Um, but the other thing is that yeah. it, when it attacks, it gives all your characters the ability to to twin drive um, if they if they trigger a climax. Well, not twin drive. It's it replaces. The, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The it replaces stock. the trigger with a with a stock from the top of the deck, which may or may not be clean, and then you get a hand fix. Yeah. So uh, I think that's really cool. And uh, I want to give that a shot. Realistically, it could be a number of things. Doesn't have to be those things. Um, so the cool things that we have, the the quote, the other quote unquote anti-meta stuff that's available. Yeah, is downgrade. We love Iron Man. Yeah, we're gonna do 
we're gonna do thick downgrades. So yeah. the reason I went with yellow blue partially was because I was considering whether we needed off finishing. Um, but the other reason is so that we can play IMA. Yeah. Um, IMA is devastating to some boards. Um, she is extremely problematic for Gura. She's extremely problematic for Overlord. Um, Overlord? Typically, they can only give one of their guys hexproof, ah, and you can always fair. hit the 1-1 one, one to get it off the board and force them to make more plays. So, um, there, it's, it's a very good card in a number of matchups that I really like. Um, it sucks against slime. It does very little. Um, really? It can. They'll. I mean, you get the you get the hexproof. Yeah. And then you get one murin. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, yeah. if they set up for it and they get the double hexproof down, it does nothing. Ah, true, true. But like, they can see it coming, and it's a question of who gets the setup and who gets the outplay. Um, not super useful in that context. Fair, fair. Very useful in other contexts. The reason, the main reason we're running it is because, in case we don't want to Suisse, in case the timing isn't good for Suisse, in case we don't have the resources for Suisse, we can still hit Gura right. straight in the face, and we can still disrupt the board a little bit. Or maybe yeah. Muna didn't go well. Maybe there's still Alice's on the board. Yeah, maybe there's yeah. still right. Maybe there's some stuff to clean up still on the board. And we can clean that stuff off the board. Or maybe we're playing against quintuplets and we want to get their level three back rows off the board. We want to get their, you know, their big uh, accessory pieces off the board. We just want those guys to go away. Speaking of getting things off the board or keeping them right there, uh, they printed a grappling hook effect on Noel. Uh, on play, pay to move a guy. And also, uh, drop surge. Yeah, totally reasonable card. Yeah. Um, so if we don't, need to grappling hook them and it's in our hand it's a hand fix yeah and so the worst thing it could be is a drop search and which so, is you know not not a bad thing to be the worst thing no i mean it gets a power demerit for for having so many good effects but uh, we're not playing it for power we're playing it you know uh, in the context of drop searches it's much worse than the miko drop search but we get this benefit where if we're f i have noticed that in the limited time i've been facing whole live decks whole live decks have a real strong tendency to run it in oh yeah at, at every level uh -huh. where they're like throwing one zeros at you to like do ubiquitous amounts of damage um but if you do that now um there may be a punish angle here <laughs> where i can grab something valuable from your back row and drag it up here and then clear it i love prankster ramras yeah for that reason <laughs> Uh, you know, slime slime players continue to unite. Prankster Ramrus is a great one of for every for every version of slime deck that you're trying to run, because it turns out the best way to grappling hook is to do it for no money. Yes. <laughs> if you have a free grappling hook, uh, I mean, by and, all means. And you know, sack self ditch one. It's not a real cost. No. <laughs> no. Not for the amount of value that you can get with a real juicy pull forward. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, if you're playing slime, highly recommend no notes. If you, and even if you're playing AOT, there's a blue one, a yeah. blue zero that yeah. does the same thing. If Yeah, if we're doing the Ryan time, yeah. Yeah, if you're Ryan timing, you also have a grappling hook. Do what you will with that information. Yeah. The other uh, zero that I cooked up that I thought was pretty reasonable is um, 
a step toward the future. Yukihana Lamy. This is a uh, Lamy zero. Um, this is the SP for Lamy. Um, oh. So if this deck catches fire and um, this card triples in value, um, you can thank me later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have we have on play. Um, we target a backstage character whose level is higher than our opponent's level, and they can't un they can't straighten. So this is an exclusive standby tech where we want to drop this after they tech down a standby character, and then they get they they can they're kind of stuck. This is like freezing them um, because they're not gonna want to move a tapped character into the front stage. They're gonna leave it right where it is. And so, clogging up the backstage against standby decks is super frustrating because when they trigger future standbys after having to leave a character back there for a while, it starts to interfere with their ability to get on the board. So, it's hard to keep your ASCII and your Brainstorm and some dude that got stranded on the board all at once. Eventually, the standby trigger is going to step on one of those things. So, um, really annoying card and again we're pairing it with a very decent second mechanic where we have on attack and on play pitch a hollow live character to draw so we get the chance to fish for climaxes before we attack we get the chance to fish for climaxes at zero so we can combo off efficiently so i i, I really like this card um it is weak on power but again like not the reason we're playing it at all we're playing it to uh incidentally freeze somebody and also i guess it's a pretty nice discard outlet i mean we can discard two and draw two on the turn it comes out yeah that's better than a lot of other cards so <laughs> yeah i i really like it um and i like both of the mechanics i think that uh if you're if you're against gura standby they're gonna be very annoyed to see this come down because they won't expect it and it will be toxic so and so here we are this is kind of the the first pass uh you know we also have some of the other classic elements we yeah. don't need to literally go over every single card no in the, deck. the rest of it you would be very comfortable seeing it's all the usual suspects stock swap watame tap counter you yeah. know we like got the, the new lamy look premium booster laplace yeah we got uh, the Rene uh hand fixer we got the matsuri brainstorm so you know what just for you we've even gone over all 50 cards and we're already done yeah. uh well with and the ima healer from set three as well yeah and really just to fish for uh climaxes in the late game in case we run into trouble and then you know to cap everything off we can't get away from the suisse anti-early yeah so yeah. Uh, other brainstorm ideas. Um, going down the list, Mume uh, as a one combo instead, because you know what? Personally, I hate reverse combos. And you know what? There are decks that say no reverse, and I'm not a fan of that. So, yeah. We have Mume. Yeah. We can play Mume. Yeah. Very similar list so far. Just like. I, yeah, uh, I uh, mean, less... In, in our idea. Yeah, less yellow, more blue. Very uh, linear gameplay. Uh, yeah. And uh, less risk, admittedly. Um, gets to gets to take a little more liberty with how it builds. Um, but all, all the usual suspects. I think it's a, an important note for this is if you're going to play Suisse, you need to be playing some cards to keep her alive. So um, you need counters. Um, 
of some variety. The and memory counter. The by memory the way, counter. Yeah. Uh, Koyori research resort research result. Hakui Koyori. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it probably should be in that other list we were just talking about. It just happens not to be there right now. Yeah, you know, I, I prioritized the, the strict anti-meta, um, because I thought that anti-early would be better than memory. But the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that, like, I'm playing Suisei and I don't care about anti-early at all. What I actually want is to just pound you. Yeah. And so Fair. memory is probably the better call. So I think mm -hmm. swapping those out is probably correct in most situations. Yeah. Um, the other thing you could do is you could run um, Mel. Um, the Mel 1.0 uh, gives you um, crap loads of possible free resources and uh, has on act power. Um, on act power lets you do some very annoying things during your opponent's turn. Um, makes your counters unnaturally strong. Um, and so you could tech things in like the Mel counter, which is like, um, top stock or uh, leaf counter, excuse me. Um, you could run more counters to kind of like shore up the situation. The other thing you could do is you could tech in some level two supports, um, to try and get your Suisse to some like thicker power levels. My level two support is IMA and it's a three support, but, yep. um, uh, if I, if I think I need it, but honestly, I, I, I feel like supports are less needed in this build. If anything, I would rather have the brainstorm, the green brainstorm that you right. can ditch to to save the the sore brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would cost you it would cost you Matsuri's power throughout the game, which I think is unacceptable. But if you wanted to trade that out and have a better Suisse, a more resilient Suisse, then I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. And also because not only do I not like reverse combos, I also like money. And there's a new combo that generates both hand and money. If you simply join the secret society. Yeah, so, you're, <laughs> so, so our uh, part of the anti-meta of this is we're going with Orca. Orca beats shark that everyone knows it, it's not deniable. <laughs> so undeniable. We have the Orca combo here, uh, yeah. the Chloe 1-0. Uh, it adding this card to the deck does add a layer of externalities we need la plus and we need yep. ways to get la plus yep but what we do introduce to this is um consistent deck speed because we get louis and we also get um a slightly better trigger combo situation um, door i i door love pants. door pants yeah. i think that's door. that's a great combo of, yeah and uh and chloe has a chance to generate some like sick resources oh yeah you, you don't have selectivity as much but what you met what you lack in selectivity it's 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 just added from waiting room is it yeah yeah bro uh uh-huh yeah on attack salvage oh okay and top yeah, stock yeah, yeah. Yeah, top stock if it's level one or higher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, so but you like get, the hand is yeah. So yeah, you get the selective. right. So you get the mel. You get the mel uh, possibility for stock in addition to your combo. So totally reasonable. It's like eight k power. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you need some boosts to like get into that danger range, but you can still run Muna, and we can still run boosts. Like yeah. The 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 thing that puts Suisse on the board early is an on climax two k power, like that doesn't suck that's <laughs> that's a lot of power and Let, so let's say you know you know even if you somehow had a quote-unquote 
poverty one setup of like only one Chloe and like a uh, Muna. Let's say you just had Iroha yeah. and Suisan back. Yeah. That Chloe will now also fist fight Alice. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of ways to there's a lot of ways to get power from this set. And so um you also get the benefit of playing the Anya 2-1, which will answer most boards very effectively by saying you can't do anything and I'm bigger than you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, so, if you just randomly went to Chloe combo a second time, you can pay one ditch one, search for a door. Yep, you can scoop up a door. The other thing you could use is you could scoop up a door so that you can climax swap it. Yeah. Um, you know, having, having free access to climaxes is never a bad thing. So, um, I think this deck is totally reasonable. It needs a lot more uh, massaging than the Mume build. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think there's something here. There, The the takeaway, hopefully, should be that um, just because we're in here cooking doesn't mean we know all the ingredients or that we know all the combinations of ingredients. We're still, we're still prepping. You yourself need to take it into the kitchen and and start looking at the sets that you own the sets that you play the the perhaps unknown uncommons and commons and rares that you haven't been playing that you haven't thought about or perhaps you know maybe one of these decks will inspire someone to think of their take on these sort of decks you know this is a huge set bang dream is a massive set if someone puts out a bang dream deck that just answers the meta i will zero percent be shocked like zero shock. Just I mean, there's already kind of something there because the Yukina combo has the whole like uh, the bond setup that jacks it up in power, and you there's know, a lot there. And you have buns for luck, like yeah. you know, you, you know, there's there's stuff to work with for sure. I think there's a lot there, and uh, they have as many uh, tools or more tools than most. They have the stock swap. They have the Fumio. They can play it in every single build, and for three stock, they can just destroy your compression. You know, Simu, uh, Chairman, uh, did cook up a Bang Dream list for it before Gura. Yeah. He explicitly said that it was probably shit after Gura, which, fair. Right. But, you know, maybe and, there's just more cooking to be done, man. Yeah, and shout out to the Chairman for kind of inspiring this segment because... You know, I'm always saying that we should cook more, that we should build more, that the sets are unexplored. But, you know, your wife's time's limited if you're old like me. And, yeah. you you know, you got real life stuff. And a lot of times you fall into those comfort zones where you're like just jamming the same decks that you know and love. But sometimes you got to get into the kitchen and you got to reach to the back of the cupboard and get some of those rare spices that are going to be the secret to the next winning deck. Shake, shake. And so it goes. That's it for us today here at the Refresh Point. You know, get into the kitchen. See what you can find. See what kind of nasty stuff you can cook up. And let us know if you've got something you're cooking uh, and, and you want us to chat about it. And it's really yeah. some shit. And as a sign that we're growing as a podcast, feel free to reach out to us on x at <laughs> at refresh point ws i choked on saying it it's so it's so no, it's, feel free to reach out to us on twitter uh and just yeah. leave or more likely just leave a comment in 
whatever comment section that is possible. Um, I'll put a question on the Spotify. It has like this question and answer thing. Very cool. Uh, so, you know, leave an answer to the question uh, or just leave a YouTube comment or add us on Twitter uh, and just, you know, see what you can see. But until then, you know, don't you forget to take the refresh point.